El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Welcome to the Power of Us, a podcast where Abel and Rosie lead us in nurturing, equipping, and empowering the relationships in our life through their experience and vulnerability. Hey guys, this is Abel. And this is Rosie. And this is the power of us. Hey, thanks for coming back. We know you missed us and we missed you. And uh, we're happy to be back and so many things are changing in our life. Yeah, so many great things are coming and uh, that you both know already and that you will soon know. Yes, so surprises coming up, and guess what? Today we're going to talk about the power of community. Rather than just the power of two people and the couple, uh, we're going to talk about the power of community, especially the Hispanic community, supporting each other. Yeah, and that's a big issue, and we've seen that. Uh, whether if it's from one Hispanic to another Hispanic, uh, meaning like a Mexican to a Puerto Rican or Cuban or something yeah, like that. That's good. but. Honestly, even in between their, their same exact type of pueblito, you know, yeah. people just have issues with hating on each other. And I think it's just in general, people dislike when another person is doing better than them. But mm. honestly, in our culture, it seems like it's more acceptable than others. Yeah, I think so. I mean, because when I go to Miami, um, Cubans really, really support each other. Yeah, they do. That's what I see. And um I don't know if I feel that in the Mexican community. And I'm only speaking about me and, and Mexican because I am Mexican-American. I don't, I don't know what it's like to be Salvadorian or Cuban or anything. And maybe the grass looks greener on the other side because I'm not. Mm -hmm. And I'm definitely not white or black or anything. But I, I can tell you about the lack of support that you feel from your own community, whether it's in your job or your marriage, your career or your religion. Yeah. There's just this lack of support in general. Um, and the reason this is coming up is because yours truly has been invited to Miraki and Baila. And people are in an uproar. And, yeah. and I really don't understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just first of all, I just want to let everybody know that we are in agreement with this and that we decided this together. And we have support from the people that are close to us. And right. we feel very, very, very strong and feel very, very, very safe with God in, in, yes. in everything that we're doing. So there's nothing that anybody could ever do to sway us or make us go in or go out or, or back out or anything like that. So Mira Quien Baila is like a Dancing of the Stars in Spanish. It, it is. Right, it, it is Dancing with the Stars in Spanish. And um, just like Abel said, thank God we have the we have the support of our core community. Yeah. I mean, I asked pastors and they were the first people I asked because they are our spiritual guide and they're very honest with us and when we're wrong, we're wrong and when we're right, we're right. And I love that pastors have always, not only this time, but have always supported the work we do outside the church, mm. even when it doesn't look yeah. like it's evangelizing. Yeah. And um, so one thing I want to make really clear, I'm not defending myself. Yeah. I really am not. I mean, TV Novelas has, has always had these uh, TV Notas, all of the, the magazines, a lot of the media outlets just twist the truth all the time. And I'm on a red carpet and they ask me a question about Mira Quien Baila. And then they say, oh, Rosie's defending herself. I am not. I do not feel the need to defend myself. If you guys notice, I never do. 
whether it's oh Rosie steals or Rosie lies or Rosie cheats or Rosie hates this or that, I don't defend myself because I don't feel that need. I saw Jesus Christ, his example in front of Pontius Pilate. He never opened his mouth to defend himself. He let God, his father and his actions and his anointing and, and God back him up. So in this case, mira quien baila, that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. But I have noticed that obviously I'm not the only one that goes through this. Yeah. Like in the, in, let's say the Christian community, they are in an uproar because people shouldn't dance, but I don't know a Bible verse that says that. Well, in the, in the Hispanic Christian community, because I I just want to be, I want to make this very clear. I want to let everybody know that about a year and a half ago, uh, Candace Cameron, who was one of the daughters on Full House. Yeah. She went. DJ. Yes. She went on Dancing with the Stars. I love her too. She was completely gone. She was obscure. Nobody knew anything about her. I think right. she had come out on TBN like once mm. since since she left Full House. She mm-hmm. had done nothing since then. Mm. She goes on Dancing with the Stars, gains complete full, full uh, backup from the entire Christian community. Yeah, that's so cool. And now she's this, just this, this, una vocera. She's a speaker. And she's she, on like The View now or something? She does amazing she things just, now. She came back and Full House came back. And I believe that God sets up these platforms yeah. that don't necessarily have to be an altar. We've expected only to speak about God on an altar right. where there are different stages and platforms that God gives us, be it a podcast or being a journalist or uh, being on TV. Right. And our Hispanic, I think older generation, babe, because I don't want to generate, I don't want to generalize and say it's the whole Christian community because right. it's not. I think it is the older people that like became Christian in the 80s and 90s where Christian culture was different. See, there's a difference between theology, downright theology, like what the Bible says and culture. Yeah. And culture can change because people don't know. But like here you have a glass of wine and I'm talking about the U.S. or Mexico. Oh, my God, you're a horrible Christian. Priests, pastors have wine in France, in Spain, in Rome. It's just like it's like us having coffee. So um, do I believe that we should alter the Bible to fit us? Never. Yeah. Bible is truth and you should try and live up to it. But I also don't feel two things. I don't feel that you should fake, which is I am me. That I dress the way I dress. I talk the way I talk. I have my attitude. I have my 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 sins that I never hide or, or I try not to hide. I'm not going to tell everyone. I don't have to confess to my followers yeah. the, the sins that I did yesterday. I confess to God. But I also don't feel that we only have to be within the church. Yeah. And people ask me, well, why are you doing Mira Quien Baila? I have two reasons. And this is my reason for every single thing that I do, whether it's a book or an interview or preaching on an altar or my Instagram or Facebook or what everything that I do. The plan came in 2007. I remember specifically I was talking with God about money. I needed money. Yes, I had my rich sister and my family. I didn't want to live off of them. I am a woman that does not like to live off of other people. I like to earn my stuff. So I was talking to my father, my heavenly father, about the lack of money in my bank account and how I didn't want to live check by check anymore. So I started praying about money. Oh God, if you gave me 10,000, he's like, come on, you're not dreaming big enough. How about a hundred thousand? Come on, I can do that. I am, I own every silver and gold and dollar in the world. I made it up. Come on. He says, I wish you would pray for bigger, harder things. So I said, wait a minute. I don't think he's talking about money anymore. And the conversation with God and I changed. And he said, I wish you would ask me for souls. That is what I want. So he says, every dollar that you've asked me for, how about if you do souls? I said, oh my God, through me? 
100,000 people could come to you? He's like, dream bigger. 200,000? He's wow. like, let's get into the millions. So him and I, I just stopped at 2 million. I said, yeah. you know what, Lord? I am... I, I am the youngest of the Rivera. No one knows who I am because this was in 2007. I didn't want anyone to know who I was. I was just a normal evangelist that would go from church to church. I'm talking about 100 people churches. I'm talking about preaching at our local church, which is like 200, 300 people back then. And I was content. And God challenged me to not be content and have bigger dreams for my life. And that was really big because coming from being sexually abused, my dreams were very small. They were, I was very content with yeah. the minimum. And God said, you got to get out of that. You got to get out of being content. Dream big. Dream the dreams that you used to dream on your father's lap at four or five or six. That's the Rosie that I made. Yeah. So I said, all right, God, well, let's do two million souls. How? I don't know. So when, and, and I continued to preach and I continued to do what I did. And, and then Che passes away. And I was upset, and you know it. I was mad at yeah. God. Because I'm like, dude, che, che was the way that I was going to do it. God, she's a famous one. She's the one people adore and love. I was going to uh, 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 say, let's do it together, sister. You bring in the people. I preach to them. They're saved. We, we impact the world. So when Che left, I was like, dude, we're never going to get to the two million, God. I am not important. I am not famous. I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be on TV. So this whole two million... I thought died on December 9th. Wow. And God told me that, no, they didn't die. I can still use you for you. Will your last name be the same? Are you still Jenny's sister? Yes. And those are blessings that sometimes come with a very high price that I think you guys will never know. But it is still a huge blessing. And that now I've learned to use platforms, not for my fame, but to continue to make Jesus famous in our time. Yeah. So Miria Quien Baila is a platform that is unconventional, that looks different. But if I do this right, and I need you guys to pray for me because I want to do it right. Please, whether you're a Christian or not, if you think of me, ask God, help Rosie Amira quien baila because I look at the Tim Tebow's, I look at the Steph Curry's, and I say they literally preach the gospel doing what they're good at, yeah. whether it's football or basketball. I look at the Candace Camerons, who is an actress, and she preaches the gospel with her person. I want to do that. Yeah. And, and that is what Mira Quien Baila means to me. It is a way of making income because you know what, folks? I don't want, I cannot live off of the income of JRE. As much as you guys think that the money's mine and I use it how I want and all this stuff, I do not. And, and I have to manage correctly money that is not mine. And it is a normal salary, not too high, not too low. It is a normal salary. In fact, almost the same that I was making at Infinity Insurance right before Che passed away. So it's almost the same, a little bit higher. And that's a salary that, that was made through lawyers through through business managers that jenny left so i can't live off of that forever i want to mm -hmm. do my own thing right. and i'm sorry but preaching doesn't make the money you guys think it does we're not making money off of preaching we are sustaining a, a ministry in fact i dream of doing the staples center for free for women and men and children that have been sexually abused to walk into the staples center and everything paid and that's that's at least five hundred thousand dollars that we'd have to raise yeah. so these are my dreams that I don't have to tell people, but that when it, it makes it really sad that the Christian community is bashing another Christian without ever asking, 
No Christian that has ever bashed me has ever said, why are you doing this? Yeah, never. It's just, it's just been completely just pointing and then assuming. Yeah. Uh, but there's something that I got to let you guys know is that um, it, most of you that most of the people that do even uh, do even go against you, they probably don't even know these these uh, these stories right. or didn't think of them, or, or maybe they're not even Christian at all. They're just trying to find something to pick at, because the issue that's going on there's there's two things that are going on with the world right now, oh, at least in the Hispanic community. One, so many of us are against each other. Why? Because we don't want the other the other person to succeed before yeah. we do. Yeah. So that's that's issue number one. And two, uh, the this whole social media thing has made us so insensitive towards towards, um, how do I say, um, good and bad, in, mm. in a sense. Yeah. Something, <clears throat> everything that can, can, that can be seen as a good thing can be seen also as a bad thing, and they prefer to see it as a bad thing. Yeah. Or better yet, <clears throat> the people that have those fake accounts or those burner accounts, whatever you want to call them, the ones where they have everything on private and things like that, and they just go and comment on, on people's, people's pages, bad things, the reason why they're able to do that is because they know that there's not going to be any repercussion. Why? Because they can't go into their account. They yeah. can't say anything back. That's why they have these My things. My brother says that, Juan says that IG and Facebook and social media has revealed the most cowardly people in the world because those are cowards. Yeah. Saying something and then running away or, 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 or just saying something without showing people your face or showing people your life, that's easy. Um, I, I would you know, agree with him that many cowards live now and, and many judgmental people. Now, God made us judges. He gave us the reason to be a certain type of judge, a judge of actions of good and bad. But people have become judges of people mm. of saying, oh, you are not a good Christian if... I don't see anywhere in the Bible where that exists, where a person has the authority to call another person a good Christian or a bad Christian. In fact, that's not in the Bible. Peter was not a good Christian. He was neither good or bad. He just was Peter. And so, I mean, there, there isn't necessarily anything specific that says in the Bible, but if you really look at it and break it down, Esther was in a beauty competition. Right. She was in a competition that had to do with vanity, yeah. that had to do with, with beauty, and all this other stuff. Yeah. That one could say that today... She couldn't even say she was a Christian. Exactly. She had to say she was a... She couldn't say she was a Jew. She had to say she was a Persian. So what she was doing was something for the Lord that had nothing to do absolutely with the Lord. That didn't look like it was exactly. for the Lord. Exactly. So, so when the people say this, it, it, makes me, it baffles me that they don't understand these things that are going on in the Bible. Not only that, but Jesus himself was doing things that the Pharisees and the people yes. and the other people that were actually holy or yeah. the people that were doing it right or the people that were correct Christians, right. which there were no Christians well, back okay. then. Well, like in this case, Jesus said himself, John the Baptist, perfect Christian, I'm using my quotes, because he never cut his hair, he was very humble, he, he wore like haystacks and only ate honey and locust. They called him crazy, mm -hmm. okay? So Jesus does the other extreme and, and eats with the, the, the sinners and the prostitutes and the tax collectors and does, doesn't wash his hands or his feet before he eats and they're not fasting, and they called him crazy. So Jesus said, we... we we do right or wrong, and you're always going to think we're wrong because it fits what you want. And right. that's who he called hypocrites. See, because people are so easy to throw that word hypocrite around. You are a hypocrite. And, and just to let everybody know, if you're going to write hypocrite, you got to really check your spelling. No, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't found one comment on, on either one of our pages that has ever spelled hypocrite or hypocrita correctly. <laughs> so I love how Pastor Buena the other day... Um, uh, brought the definition of what a hypocrite is. It was uh, 
uh, a basically a a person that was an actor, and then they would call in the hypocrite, which was the person that would come in and pretend to be the actor when he was doing like uh, a dangerous scene or a scene that the actor couldn't do. Mm. So it's doing something that you're not willing to do. That is a hypocrite. The Pharisees were not willing to live by the word, but they were calling out Jesus on the word. They were calling out John on the word, but they themselves couldn't live up to their own standards. Do you understand what I mean? That is what a hypocrite is. I, Rosie Rivera, will not ask you to do something that I'm not willing to do mm. that that is how I know I'm not a hypocrite to me not to the world I don't need to prove it to you guys people have not understood that I do not need to prove my Christianity to anybody to nobody my relationship with Christ is with Christ it is an individual rosy and Christ I mean sometimes in marriages you're like oh I want my husband to think I'm a good Christian or he's looking at me have I read my Bible today and even then God's like dude chill It ain't up to you to tell me if Abel's a good Christian or if he's doing it right. Mm. That is my son. So people are are trying to evaluate someone else's level of Christianity based on actions. And that is what makes me so mad about religion. Religion. Jesus would not know how to be a a Christian in these days. He doesn't know our culture. Mm. He knows truth. He wouldn't know about walking up to the front to give your tithe. He wouldn't know about how to dress. He wouldn't know about how to eat like a Christian or have our verbiage or how we say God bless you as a hello instead of a truly God do your will in your life. He wouldn't know that. We've made it a culture and I don't fit in into their culture and they're so mad. And guess what, people? I'm not going to fit in. I will not fit in because the people that I am evangelizing to, the two million, they don't fit in. Mm. They don't dress like us. They don't talk like us. They definitely don't, don't act the correct way. They don't talk the correct way. They still battle with, with bad words. But you know what? What I'm thinking of is the battles in their heart, the insecurity, the lack of value, the self-hate, the trauma that they've lived through from being sexually abused. So... That is who I'm going for. I'm not going for the evangelists that are already saved. I'm not going for the people that are already in church and they already got it. Let me look for them. And that is Mm. what I'm going to ask you, Christian church. Let me look for the lost. Let me look for the prostitute. Let me look for the drug addict. Let me look for the girl that is hurting in the streets, that, that, that sleeps around, not because she loves sex, but because she hates herself. That is who I'm looking for so that I could tell her, you know what, dude, Jesus loves you. I know because he loves me. Not loved when I was still bad or good or a, not a Christian. He loves me now when I'm a believer and I'm still not perfect. So all I ask is, look, if you have your comments, if you have your opinion, can you DM me about it? You know why? Because it's not affecting the other world. Jesus Christ said, they will know, speaking of the world, the world will know that I am the son of God if you guys love each other. Mm. If the disciples loved each other, if the believers, if, the, if the, the, the people that had dedicated their life to Christ, if we loved each other, the world would know that he is the son of God. So I'm sorry, Christian church. If the world doesn't know that Jesus is the son of God, it is our fault for fighting with each other. Stop criticizing Joel Olstein. L- stop criticizing Joyce Meyer or 
or whoever is criti being criticized now, if you really, really think they are wrong, how about you take it up with God? Mm. How about if you really pray about it and then say, you know what, God, um, w what do you and I got to work out? So um, because I really, really will not fight with Christians um, in public, I'm, I'm not gonna do that and I because I really want to show the world that Jesus Christ is the son of God that died on that cross for our sins and resurrected on the third day yeah so the question is what does this have to do with you and we're gonna get you that answer as soon as we come back we'll see you right now hey guys this is Abel and if you're looking for music that's good for your whole family and it's really uplifting something that'll touch your heart and soul mm. Feel free to check out my YouTube page, Abel's Worship. Thank you so much. Remember to subscribe. Hey guys, welcome back to The Power of Us. We are having a very interesting conversation. <laughs> I get super passionate. Yeah, I mean, um, look, just to honestly just put it out there, we have a plan. Yes. And we know what we're doing. And you know what, baby? It's God's plan is yeah. the crazy thing. It, it, those two million weren't my desire. I was asking for money. He, his, he put his desire, desire of his souls into my heart. I love people that I don't know because of what he put in me. That's how I know it's from God because I'll love a prostitute. Because when I see a girl sleeping around, I don't call her, you know, bad words. I'm like, oh, man, girl, I, I want to reach your heart. I have compassion for them. And that is not to glorify Rosie. That means that that is a dream that God dreamt and put it in my heart. And, and we all have those dreams. Yeah. God has a plan and a purpose for us all. And it doesn't look the same. Yeah. And, and my calling, yes, it's very unconventional. It's very different. Man, it surprised the heck out of me. It, I thought I was going to be, you know, like my friends, like, like, like women that I admire, like the, the, the Veronica Leales and, and, and the Karina Morenos who have been Christian their whole life. And they are going from church to church always. I love them. I thought I would be like them. And God said, no, honey, I'm going to put you somewhere else. Yeah. And so I, the reason that we're talking about Mira Quien Baila, like I said, is not to defend myself. It's to defend you. I really, really want you to keep doing what you're doing if you're doing it for Christ. Yes. If you have felt attacked by either your family, friends, your church, or whatever it might be, because they don't understand, and that's really what it is. They have no evidence to back it up. They just simply don't understand. They, they say, you cannot be a masseuse. Why? Because you're going to be touching other people's yes. bodies. Therefore, you're considered the same thing as a massage parlor or something Dude, like that. It's, it's ridiculous. Hey, remember when, when we were at, uh, a lot of years ago at a church and there was this young kid and he had long hair and he was playing guitar and he would play guitar like, like really like, but he was worshiping. And how much the church criticized him and told him that wasn't the way to worship and that wasn't the way and that wasn't the way. And he left. Yeah. He didn't leave the church. He left Christ because yeah. he felt that Christ was telling him that church, we are misrepresenting Christ because now that boy, I don't know where he is, but yeah. I know he's not worshiping. 
And I know he's not even in the walk. And I wish we had said, boy, do whatever you want with your hair. And if that's that's how you worship, because it, it conveys the heart of God, you love God as you're worshiping like that, then do it. Because he could have reached people that you, baby, with your worship couldn't reach. Yeah, exactly. And and now he's gone. And how many people, I can count them, I have their names in my head of people that the church hurt. Yeah. And I'm not talking about one church. I'm not talking about a congregation. I'm talking about the body of Christ. And not only believers, baby, unbelievers. I hurt. I hurt for women in short skirts that walk into a church. Because women will grab onto their men and won't talk to them and won't say hello. And they'll tell them, you just want to take my man. Girl, that girl does not want your stanky man. She just wanted to come in and feel at home. I feel bad. I hurt for the gay community that has been rejected, that has felt hate from the church. I feel bad for women that are at a an abortion clinic making the biggest, most hardest decision of their life and they're doing it alone because people are outside of, of, of uh, clinics yelling, God hates you, you're going to go to hell. What is that? That does not represent God's heart. God's heart is one that reaches out to the lost. And we've all been lost. I feel lost sometimes now. And, and for the church to reject so many people must sadden the heart of Christ so much because he doesn't reject. He does not reject. And church, we got to do something. Whether it's Miraki and Baila or a person that just smoked a cigarette outside a church or walked in still smelling like yesterday's alcohol or got in a fight with their spouse in the parking lot or, 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 or someone that, that acts or stole from, from the tithe. I don't know. Whatever it can be. Like, we really got to, to stop trying to control people's actions. Yeah. And stop trying to change people's behavior and get to their heart. Because once Jesus gets into someone's heart and we realize how much he loves us, then we are willing, we are voluntarily, we are excited about changing our actions to please the one that died on a cross for us. Yes. I am not going to please the church. I am not going to please a pastor. Yes. I, am, I'm, I live to please the one that died on a cross for me. Yeah. So, friend, or... Er- whatever you might be going through, if whatever you are planning on doing is not backed up by people, as long as you're okay with God and as long as you've spoken to him about it, there's something you got to understand is that they didn't approve of Jesus. They didn't approve of what he was doing. They didn't approve of of, uh, the way he was walking. They didn't approve of his teaching. They didn't approve of anything. (laughs) And I'm I'm not talking about, because we hear a lot of of good uh, good things about how great Jesus was. There's something you guys got to understand is that the people that liked him quote unquote, kind of didn't matter. There was people of high stature, but there was so many people lower than Jesus yeah. that loved him. Yeah. But the people that supposedly were that were put there by God, all the Pharisees and yeah. all those people. The leaders of yes, the church. They're, they're seen as bad people in the Bible, but in reality, they were the most holy. They were the best ones. They were the ones chosen. They were the ones of stature. According to their time. Uh, yeah, yeah, according to their time. And they didn't approve of Jesus. Yeah. So if you're not being approved of, by man. Yes. Just make sure you're being approved by God. Exactly. Go to him every day. I prayed about Mira Quien Baila exactly. before and after, and I'm still praying today. Exactly. I'm not. I am going to pray through it all, and, and I pray that I can stay strong spiritually, and, and it's going to be hard because I'm going to be away from my home church, yes. so I'm praying about a home church we could go over there, and, and you know what? 
Abel and I were praying for, for doors to open. My, my gift that I asked God for my birthday this year was favor and grace. I said, God, can you give me favor and grace? Yeah. Because I'm so tired of being hated by your church. I'm tired of being hated, of walking into churches where I want to preach the love of God. And everyone's telling me, we don't like the way you dress. We don't mm. like the way you act. We don't like that you're on TV. We don't like that you do interviews. We don't like that you do reality shows. And they can tell me a list of all the things that they don't like. Before I even get on the altar. And I thank the Lord and the Holy Spirit because he backs me up on an altar. And that is what has kept me going. Because to be honest, people's opinions sometimes make you like question the plan. So I constantly have to go back to God and say, hey God, this was the plan, right? Mm. This was the plan. My heart hasn't changed. I don't love money. I don't love fame. But I do want to find a, a unique, interesting way to reach people. And uh, so before Miraki and Baila, Abel and I were praying for favor and grace. We were praying for another way of having an income and definitely another way of ministering to people, of, of opening up. Because you know what? People aren't going to churches anymore. And not yeah. only for me. We're talking about like if, if, if it's Planet Shakers or there are events all over the world in the Hispanic community where people aren't coming to church. So I said, then I'm going to go and get them because Jesus Christ found me in the streets of L.A. That is where he spoke to me. So I said, yeah. all right, maybe we're going to find someone in the streets of L.A. Um, or, or anywhere around the world. So we were praying for a unique and different way to reach non-Christians. And then Mira Quien Baila comes up and I'm like, oh, wow, that, that's crazy. I don't know how to dance. They don't know if I know how to dance. I don't know what their intentions are. But I know God's will is always for people to be saved and healed. And that is what I want to do. So... After Mira Quien Baila, we asked pastors and we asked our church and and I love uh, Restauración Total because they literally cheered and it surprised me. And maybe not everyone is uh, 100% backing me up in the sense or I don't know if they agree, but they definitely have not torn me down. They've mm. decided to pray for me. Um, and, and then God backed me up with a Bible verse because I go to the Bible and I'm like, God, give me a Bible verse that I can hold on to. And he brought me to the Bible for verse that said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Mm. My ways are not your ways. He was telling people in the Bible, I'm going to surprise you because you think this is the only way. The only way to reach people is on an altar at a church. And God says, there are different ways. My ways are different. And I'm like, okay, God, do it your way. I'm going to go with your plan. And so what I want to tell you, my friends, Christian or not Christian, ask God to guide you. Ask him, do you want me to do this? Is it for your glory? Will I bring honor to your name? Do I live to please you? Yeah. That way when people don't like it, that way when, when, when people are criticizing, literally, I really don't care. Mm. I really, really, really don't. I am nervous about the dancing. I'm nervous about the judges, maybe. I'm no, I, I want to win, and I'm going to win. For sure, you're going to see me in the eighth, in the season finale. For sure. I am going to win. But I don't care yeah. if the church doesn't support me. Does it hurt? Yes. It, it, it's like it's annoying at this point because I know God opened this door for me. And, and people, I want you to know that certain doors that God opens for you aren't going to look like a temple or a steeple or an altar they're going to look like something else now yeah 
so you might be a pioneer in yourself. Whatever you might be doing that isn't approved by the church or, or whatever, just people criticizing you, you're going to be a pioneer. Yes. You make this happen for you, you can make it happen and make it easier for the next one. It wasn't always approved that basketball players can be Christian and be okay. It wasn't always approved that they can be football players and it was okay. No, it was either you're a preacher or you work a nine to five and just stay very, very quiet and then you just go to church. And yeah. that's the only thing that was okay. Preaching. Tim, Tim Tebow was literally laughed at. Over like, and over again. Again and again and maybe till this day and maybe till the day he dies. So is Jesus Christ. It was Christ. an entire football season where they made fun of him for praising God. So was John the Baptist. Yes. Um, I'm sure Rahab the prostitute. Yeah. Uh, Mary Magdalene must have had it hard. Psh, Mary the mother of Jesus being pregnant by the Holy Spirit before being married. The heat she must have gotten. Yeah. So heat's going to come. If Jesus Christ got heat and I'm his disciple, then I, I expect the heat. But I want what I'm trying to do here, what Abel and I are trying to do with this episode, is to really uh, motivate and uplift those people that have been torn down by the yes. church. Whatever talent you might have, if it is not, quote unquote, a talent that you can use for God, you can. It doesn't yeah. matter what it is. And you know what? I, I'm really, really tired. I'm, I'm a very creative person, and I pride myself in trying to be very talented. And I'm tired of us as Christians being seen as a community of mediocre talents. Yeah. That we, we kind of can sing. And so if that's good enough, no, yeah, no, no. There are many of us that have amazing talents and that have really worked hard. Yeah. And I'm sick and tired of the world thinking that it's better than us right. just because we, we are too scared because of what the church might say to actually show the entire world that we are good. So what am I going to do? After Rosie's done, I'm going on La Voz <laughs> and I'm going to sing worldly music. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to show the entire world that us as Christians we can do better than, than the people of the world. I don't care where you came from. I'm going to go on that show and I'm going to represent God to the best of my ability. And yes. everything that I have, I'm going to say I have it because of God. Yes. From my voice to my stage presence to whatever it might be. I, I'm going to make sure that I go on there. I'm going to make sure that I pick the right songs so that I don't disrespect women, number one. I want to make sure that none of my songs ever disrespect women, but I'm going to make sure that I'm honoring God in some way, shape, or form. Whether if it's at the end where I look up or I murmur uh, or, I, or I whisper the words, thank you, God, at the end, or I might find a freaking way to sneak in Amor Sin Condición on there and show yes. the entire secular world that Christian music is amazing worship. Yeah. And that it's better than secular music in a sense. Yeah, exactly. We're talking about like quality, but definitely because it's uplifting and anointed and, and it can yes, literally transform this, It can you. change your life. Your atmosphere, your heart. It's just, babe, I, right now as you were talking, I just felt David, you know, David was a pastor and he was doing what he was supposed to do. And then God calls him to do something that looked so unconventional, like killing like killing Dancing on the street as well. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and a, a lot of the things he did and he was so overlooked and underestimated and people just expected him to be this pastor the rest of his life, pastor yeah. of sheep. But that was like the conventional thing that people were supposed to do. People of his age, people mm. of his stature, people of his looks, like they had settled and, and God wouldn't let David settle. He had great plans for him. That wasn't going to look the way it was supposed to look, but yeah. David reached and taught us, literally taught us to wow. worship. And, and I feel that you are that man that's going to do that. And that is not only going to teach the church, but that's going to have people watching La Voz saying, I want what he wants. Yeah. I, I want what he has. Like he has this peace. He has this, this humility. He has obviously this voice, but, but, but there's something in this guy's heart mm. that I want. And, and for people to 
become curious and say, I think it's God. Yeah. And, and the best compliment I ever get are people that say, you have made me rethink my thoughts on God. Wow. That is a huge compliment because the church, the world, life, situations, the devil, ourselves, we have kind of had misconstrued conceptions of God. Mm. And for whatever I am doing, to be able to have people at least rethink it of saying, you know what, I haven't been in a church in 10 years because they were really mean to me about the way I dressed. Wow. To say, I'm going to give it a try. Yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to God again. And that is just what Abel and I on secular TV are going to do for the kingdom. We're going to represent Christ. We hope that we have encouraged you and we hope that whatever it is that you have been putting off that you can think about putting it back on and not worry about the criticism or what might be going on. Just know that there's a difference between the thought of it being one day you doing something and it being day one of you doing something. Yeah, that's good. You got this. You can do it. Take it one step at a time. Know that if God is with you, then who can be against you? So start designing again. Start painting again. Start writing. Start doing um, poetry. Go back to that trade school. Yes. Whatever it might be. Become a nurse. Become an accountant for Christ. Become a, a, an honest tax collector for Christ. I mean, we need some honest people in the IRS. Um, become a politician for Christ. Become a hip-hop dancer and yes. minister to everybody that rapper. you're touring with. Yes, Whatever yes, it yes. might be. Just Do know it. that you are not alone if God is with you. And you can be a pioneer and change it so that the rest of them can come in a lot easier. We believe in you and not everyone in the church is against you. There will be people that God brings alongside of you to encourage you and to be with you. Not everyone in the church is the same. Not everyone is going to put you down. Some of us together in the power of us as a Christian community and non-Christian community receive you. We love you. We support you. And we thank you for using your talents for the kingdom. You can do this. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Hola, my name is Enrique Santos, presentador de Tu Mañana y On The Move. Quiero invitarte a escuchar mi nuevo podcast, Hola, My Name Is, donde hablo con artistas, líderes de nuestra comunidad y personas como tú. Mi meta es que juntos conozcamos más sobre los triunfos y las derrotas de mis invitados y que a través de sus historias nos empoderen y nos motiven a superarnos. Lanzamos el show con Jay Balvin. He's awesome. Un artista colombiano que ha revolucionado la música latina y que sigue superando récords mundiales. Él nos cuenta abiertamente sobre sus inicios, el secreto de su éxito y los aprendizajes que lo ayudan a preservar su autenticidad. A partir de este martes, 7 de abril, podrás acompañarme todas las semanas a conocer más a fondo a un invitado especial. Puedes encontrar mi podcast en la aplicación digital de iHeartRadio, la descargas gratis o en donde prefieras escuchar tus podcasts. Hola, my name is The Podcast a partir de este 7 de abril. <música>